soul, Tommy. When they taught me to play this here guitar real good. Oh, son. For that, you traded your everlasting soul. Well, I wouldn't you. But I listened to pop music because I was miserable. Well, I'm miserable because I listened to pop music. 11, mostly 11. Amps go up to 10. Exactly. Does that mean it's louder? Is it any louder? Well, it's one Welcome to the Eat, Drink, Listen podcast, where two somewhat knowledgeable guys explore our favorite whiskey, food, and music, and hopefully learn a few things along the way. My name is Ian. And I'm Scott. And today is a music episode, a listen episode, and we're talking about One Republic. The album is Native, and this is one that uh, Scott suggested for us to listen to. And uh, so I'm going to turn it over to Scott to kind of give us a little background on the band and uh, then we'll get going on talking about the album. Excellent. So One Republic uh, is from Colorado Springs here in Colorado and they formed in 2002 and they consist of Ryan Tedder who is kind of like the main dude in the band guitarist Zach Filkins, Andrew Brown, bassist and cellist Brent Kutzel, drummer Eddie Fisher, and keyboardist Brian Willett. Um, interestingly enough, they uh, achieved their first commercial success on MySpace, which is kind of a blast from the past there. Oh, yeah. That uh, kind of puts them on a on a date. But, uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so kind of an interesting background on this band. Ryan Tedder grew up in an evangelical family. They traveled around. He was born in, I think, Tulsa, Oklahoma. I believe that's correct. Um, but he played piano from the time he could remember. And apparently he used to play for his dad to try and get, like, caramel corn from his dad. Um... Ryan Tedder has written a lot of hits you're probably not aware of by other artists. Um, he's written songs with and for Adele, Beyonce, Maroon 5, and Leona Lewis. So Adele, rumor has it, Beyonce, Halo, one of the biggest songs of the last 15 years. And Maroon 5, Love Somebody, not my favorite song, actually, but it was a big hit. And Leona Lewis, Bleeding Love, which is a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah, that's a good song. I uh, wasn't aware that he wrote it, but uh, I, in preparing for this, listened to some Leona Lewis songs that he wrote. And that one, I was like, oh, I know I've heard this song. Uh, probably like in the grocery store or something. Like, it's a perfect kind of like mid-tempo uh, grocery store music. But yeah, great hook. Really good melody in that one, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I bleed love every day, so I, uh, I've i always liked bleeding love. So, um, Native is the third studio album by One Republic. It was released in 2013 throughout most of the world. The most successful single was the second single, Counting Stars, which peaked at number two. And the concept of Native itself was brought up by Kutzel, the bass player. Um, And apparently his idea was that Native means indigenous to every country 
and which was similar to how different the band members are as individuals. I actually thought it, it in Colorado we've got this whole thing, this native sticker that's big in Colorado. Yeah. Which is kind of what I thought it meant, so I was a little disappointed that that's not what it meant. Um, and a lot of the oh. animals on the cover are animals you would find in Colorado. Oh, yeah. What is there, like a bear and a – is there a mountain lion? Yeah. Uh, and like a, a – so any like the the animals are supposed to represent each member of the band right um i thought it was totally colorado like related but oh yeah yeah the the native (laughs) bumper sticker thing is like basically like a colorado xenophobia type message of like stay out of our state (laughs) neither one of us are natives but pretty close but not sure. true natives. Yeah. I just, that sentiment doesn't really resonate with me. No. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I thought that that's what it was going to be, but anyways. Um, so I've actually, I, I don't really like a lot of top 40 pop music um, in general. I just don't dig it. I don't dig on the, the overly produced sound. I've always liked One Republic. Uh, I really liked Apologize when it came out. I don't know if you remember. Me too. Yeah, I love Apologize. Do you remember me playing that on an acoustic guitar? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I played that a lot on the acoustic guitar in, I don't know, 2007 or something. Um, and my now wife and I went and saw a concert at a, uh, an arena here in Colorado and I don't know, it's been four years now, but um, One Republic was one of the bands that played. It was a, it was a great night. Uh, Nathaniel Rateliff played. And, um, Colorado Showcase. Yeah, it was only like 35 bucks. Nice. Uh, the Fray played. Oh, yeah. And, uh, let's see, uh, what other Flowbots? What other Colorado bands can we think right? of? No, Lumineers? There, right, the, uh, the, <laughs> there, was, there was one more. Uh, Bill Nershey from String Cheese was there. Oh, Big Head Todd was there. Oh, there you go. He played like a few songs. <laughs> Classic. He did Bittersweet, right? Yeah. Um, but the two main acts were One Republic and Nathaniel Rateliff. And I got to say, Nathaniel Rateliff closed the show, and he was quite a performer, but it anything was going to be a letdown after One Republic. I hadn't listened to them that much since uh, my obsession with Apologize. And uh, Ryan Tedder is an amazing performer. He plays, he's a virtuoso on, you know, the piano, and he plays several instruments quite well, at least proficiently. He's got a great voice, too. Yeah, I mean, his voice is crazy. Yeah. And it's just as good live. He never misses, I mean, it's literally unbelievably good voice. Yeah, he's got a real versatile voice it can be like a soaring pop voice or kind of like a gritty gospel delivery yeah um he was jumping around on the piano um and banging the keys he ran into the crowd and again my now wife who i was dating for a couple months at the time was like he comes over here i don't know you <laughs> That's what, i remember that from the concert yeah uh, he does have that like 
like uh, perpetually young sort of look to him. Yeah. Like I think he's like forty two, but right. he looks like he could be twenty two. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, he's he's got like the blonde hairs. He's very. He's very handsome. He's a little short for me, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, no, yeah, all of those things are true. He's an amazing talent, and the show was great. It was a really memorable night, and it's something my wife and I personally have always uh, had together. And um, the song I Lived has always really resonated with me because of the fact that my daughter has cystic fibrosis, and that video he... Um, dedicated to a young man who has cystic fibrosis. I believe he's about 15 at the time. Um, but, you know, really just the condition of having CF and trying to live life to its fullest and not being scared of, you know, the bumps and bruises that you get from along the way. So, native, I, you know, I apparently, and I, well, Ian alluded to this in a previous comment. I'm guessing we're going to disagree on this, but Native is full of hit songs. I think it's just, you know, pure pop pleasure. And it starts right from the beginning with Counting Stars, um, which was one of the biggest hits of the year when it was put out. Um, And it continues out through the first part of the album. I have this album on vinyl and the the first there's a two album set but the side a and b are both you know you've heard those every song on both of those sides several times on the radio and again i usually don't like many radio songs i'm usually not you know tuned into that a big fan but uh, for whatever reason i really like one republic i wasn't had you heard these songs before on the radio or like i guess i wasn't familiar with more than two yeah, I had heard several of these songs. Um, Counting Stars, I Lived. Um, sorry. Feel Again. Feel Again was a hit. Yeah, that was a single. Um, and What You Wanted. Yeah, they kind of had like, I think they had like four or five singles off this album. Yeah, and I had heard, and maybe it's because of the fact that... Uh, I do have a daughter who does have CF and who's into One Republic um, because of the video I lived uh, that I've heard several of these songs before. But uh, yeah, yeah um, so yeah, I um, didn't know much about One Republic. I knew Apologize, and I knew kind of Ryan Tedder was linked or you know was part of the band i wasn't sure if it was like uh, like a jack antonoff and bleachers situation where it's kind of like him and then a revolving cast of band members or if it was like a set band lineup going into the album i didn't really know right much i don't like the band name one republic so that kind of prejudice it feels like a like a clothing store in the mall not a band name as much. Um, so, but like after listening to it the first time and then kind of looking into it a little more, um, 
it just didn't really scan like a band album to me. Like, like Brent Kutzel has the, the one song with the strings and, you know, it's kind of like he and Tedder co-writers on a lot of the songs, but I saw they have like two guitarists and I feel like you could count the number of guitar parts on this album on like one hand. Mm-hmm. It just, it didn't feel like a band album. To, I'd, I'd be interested to know how it translates in like a live performance because so much of it is like synths, synthetic drums. Um, you know, there's a lot of piano, which I assume Tedder plays live. Yeah. Um, but I just wasn't sure like what it would look like because there's six people in the band. Mm-hmm. Well, as aforementioned, it translates extremely well live. Uh, and they the guitarists do shred live um that's really why i got into this album to begin with uh when i saw one republic it was in the beginning of 2017 and this was their most recent album that they had released um you know i mean ryan tedder just focuses on writing you know big pop hits so yeah i I was i I took this as an opportunity to like take a deep dive on ryan tedder um because like i like top 40 stuff like you know any kind of pop stuff that's breaking through i'll take a chance on it and um like my favorite album last year was uh jesse wears what's your pleasure just like a straight pop album it's like amazing album and uh, he actually did a track uh, Selfish Love with Jesse Ware that I found through this which was so awesome because it's an amazing song um, but yeah that was really he is like so prolific I mean the guy has a net worth of like 150 mil so of course he's got to <laughs> have written some pretty big songs um, but yeah like the Beyonce songs Love Rumor has it um I Know Places by Taylor Swift. That's a song I didn't really know before, and that song is really good. Um, Yeah, just, like, all these different songs that... um, I I think he is so talented at uh, being a shapeshifter and, like, finding a lane, like, a speed for the artist that he's working with. Like, I thought it was really interesting. He started off his, like, first releases his first big releases were doing like hooks with Paul Oakenfold <laughs> like like techno hooks mm-hmm. which makes sense with like when you hear the like last track of this the kind of like techno remix right. and so then he did some with like Zed and other people too um, and so yeah I just think like he is so diverse in his songwriting talent um and like incredibly prolific and he's had some incredible hits you know unfortunately he's all like i (laughs) along with that there was like the new miley cyrus album and some of that maroon 5 stuff which is just dreadful but uh yeah you know you take the good with the bad i guess i mean the impact that he's had on pop music is undeniable you know yeah whether you like it or not i guess yeah, it also kind of got me to like chase down some other, you know, like behind the scenes songwriter guys. Mm. Um, 
because like I mentioned, like um, Jack Antonoff is like a big one right now. Um, do you, I don't, what do you, how do you feel about Jack Antonoff? I don't know enough about him to give a, an opinion one way or the other. Yeah. Are there any other like more kind of like behind the scenes guys who are like art? Like, Cause this is Ryan Tedder is an interesting, well, and I guess, you know, there's kind of a spectrum with those people. Like you have like the Megan trainers who were kind of like hired gun songwriters before and then broke out on their own to kind of do like singles. Uh, yeah. Who is that country, uh, lady you guys saw yeah casey musgraves was kind of another one um but then there's the people who like like max martin and like ariel Reckshade who sort of stay behind the scenes and don't really like do their own stuff and then you have ryan tedder who kind of has like a band it's interesting that ryan tedder hasn't done like a ryan tedder album so he's got the looks man he's got the look yeah he does have the look uh, which is, you know, why I think it's cool. He's done, uh, he stayed with his band. Um, even though you said it doesn't sound like a bit, but that's what One Republic sounds like. You know, <laughs> like, this is what they sound like. Is that, yeah, I didn't have a chance to listen to much of their earlier stuff. Is that, does it have kind of a consistent sound palette with this album? Yeah, I mean, it's all highly produced. Um, you know, pure pop songs. Yeah, this one, I saw this album was recorded in 20 different studios with 10 different producers, um, which is always so interesting to me how like counting star, it's like a, uh, like a Brian Wilson situation with good vibrations, right? It's like, <laughs> like counting stars was recorded in multiple studios with, you know, I guess that's kind of the way music is these days though like looking into his songwriting and stuff there were so many songs where he's on with like 10 different songwriters i just wonder what that process must be like like you write like one lot or like one melody or something because like he was on he was on a song with lady gaga and elton john with like 10 different songwriters and i just wondered if he like was ever in the studio with lady gaga and elton john I just wonder how that stuff works. Yeah, I think sometimes he is, sometimes he's not. But I, I imagine that oftentimes it's him sitting down at a piano and like riffing off of stuff, and he's probably got such an ear he can just start making metal me- melodies up, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, just like there's so many of these guys who are like song geniuses that we've never heard of. I think it's so interesting. Like there's this guy, Lewis Bell who's like written pretty much all like the big songs these days. And like, you can tell he, he will never be on a stage in front of a crowd. (laughs) He doesn't have the Ryan Tedder look, you know, (laughs) but like, yeah, it's like these song geniuses. I'm so, it's so envy. I'm so envious because when I sit down at an instrument and try to write a song, I'm, I'm so lost. So it's for someone who just like, it drips out of them. I'm incredibly impressed. Um, I thought it was interesting. One of the things I saw about One Republic was their list of influences was Mozart, the Beatles, U2, Prince, and M83. 
Yeah, um, I don't know who M83 is. Yeah, M83 is like this synth pop band. They were really big like 10 years ago. They had this album called Hurry Up, We're Dreaming that was it's a big like pitchfork album and very like gauzy synth pop. Um, there was a couple tracks on the album that were a little more synth heavy that kind of gave me some M83 vibes, but they have like M83 has really like hushed vocals. Okay. Uh, definitely not like, um, I don't know, not, not the type of compositions or arrangements that I, um, that I thought were on this album, but I thought that was an interesting influence point when your other ones are so broad, like Mozart, and then you're like M83 and Prince. Hmm. I mean, it would make sense. They are synth pop uh, in many ways. Um, so in general, like, what are your highlights of the album then? Uh, top three songs. It, weirdly, like, my favorite songs came right in the middle of the album. Okay. Um, Light It Up. Uh, you know, the first six songs like they kind of front load with the singles on this album so the first six songs have more like a radio friendly sound i would say they have that like four to the floor uh beat and like they all have a tambourine (laughs) in them somewhere um but then when you get to light it up it's a rocker it's like a straight rocker there's kind of like shoegazy guitars um and then there's like a guitar solo at the end um, and like distorted vocals. Yeah. I, I, I thought Light It Up was a surprise, and like I really enjoy that song. Okay. Yeah. What else for you? Uh, and then the next one, Can't Stop. Uh, Can't Stop, man. It's like I, he, he collabed with Peter Gabriel, and this to me kind of feels like uh, this. If I was saying like an M83 influence, this is probably the one with like the falsetto vocals like super reverbed uh, snare drum that just makes this thing feel huge. Like it's in like a big cavern or something. Um, Do you know if he recorded that at Real World Studios with Peter Gabriel? No, I don't. I, um, but yeah, it's got that gated snare that's like the Peter Gabriel, Phil Collins signature. Um, And yeah, I, I love the melody. In the verse, I the huge chorus. I think it's the most effective chorus on the album. Um, really? That's shocking. Yeah, yeah. No, I think you don't like the chorus on this song. No, I do like the chorus. I just don't think it's the best on the album. Yeah, I don't like that little vocal run he does at the end of the chorus, or like, oh, uh, or whatever. Like, I think he kind of oversings a little bit on this album sometimes. Like it could have let it breathe a little more but mm-hmm. now otherwise i really like i i like the chorus on that song a lot um it almost like his vocal kind of reminds me of james blake a little bit i don't know if you are familiar with him he's kind of a synth pop uh, guy but very like falsetto light kind of yeah vocals. yeah i know some james blake yeah I mean, that yeah i can see that the the bridge is a little bit of a letdown and can't stop um like Tedder loves his bridges. That's one of his, you know, like, yeah, you know, it's a good songwriter. He's he he's very structurally sound in his songwriting. So a lot of his songs, you know, have a strong pre-chorus. It's like 
verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge. And, you know, some of his bridges, I think, are better than others. This one, yeah. I didn't think was great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I... Uh, before I get... So what are some of your your low lights on the album? Well, so, and then my, my third... Lights. And then the third one in that series, Au Revoir. Okay. Or, sorry, my French. Um, <laughs> uh, string intro... We get, you know, and that's what I was expecting more of coming in this album, knowing that the kind of co-pilot was the cellist. Right. And so I was thinking way more strings and cello. Okay. Um, so I was this, love the string intro. Um, yeah, it's nice. And I could almost hear this being like an Adele song. There's a couple. It was interesting to try and think of like these songs, like in his placements like what how they might work for other artists but uh, i like the little skittering kind of synth arpeggios playing in the background of au revoir um it's got like a long instrumental break at the end that takes a minute to kick in like once the cello and strings come back kind of ramps up a little bit more but um Mm -hmm. and i feel like the vocals on this one it kind of feels a little bit like cold play um and but you know like stylistically i think it's super sound and effective so and then yeah so do we want to talk about less favorite or do you want to talk about some of your favorite songs yeah let's let's hear uh what are some of your less favorite songs uh man i <laughs> apparently i'm going against the grain and the popular thought on this but i i'm not a big fan of counting stars oh, jesus christ yeah yeah the melody doesn't hit my ear right i just it gets so cloying and over the top i'm just not a big fan of the chorus melody okay um i don't mind like kind of like the rap singing and the verses um but man every time that melody comes back and it's like yeah some things get stuck in your head and i'm like excited about it this got stuck in my head and i was like not thrilled about it um, You're the first person I've ever met who said that. That I've talked to about this. Like most people. Oh, I saw I, a lot of people online who said they weren't fans of it. Well, I'm sure there were people. There's people online who don't like the Beatles White Album. Okay. So keep going. Um, I don't like the "If I Lose Myself" remix. Yeah, I don't like that. I think it's a terrible either. techno song. I don't know why they put it on the album. I think the original's okay, but it's like. Like the remix is so bad. Um, and then, man, I I hate to say it because you like it so much, but I lived. It's not not for me. Okay. It just feels like a car commercial song. Like it's just kind of trite, and like overly. Uh, it, it's just overly saccharine and too like yeah. It's just I don't know. It wasn't for me. So that sucks because I, and like, like I said, you know, I wanted to like this album so much because you had this like transformative experience with One Republic and yeah, I mean, I tried, man. It, uh, it makes me doubt like suggesting albums to you, like to be quite honest with a couple of the last ones. Do you think I didn't give it a chance? No, I believe you gave it a chance. Um, 
I mean, I love songs, you know, really the only song on the album. Yeah, I don't like the remix of uh, Feel Again. Um, oh, you mean If I Lose Myself. Or If I Lose Myself, sorry. Um, you know, there's some songs at the back of the album that aren't that great. I mean, considering the, you know, the start to the album, which is these huge pop monsters. What do you think of Preacher? I think Preacher's really good. I, I, I like Preacher, I like Preacher a, lot, a lot, but I hate the line, the God only helps those who learn to help themselves line. It's such a Republican, Christian, conservative sentiment that I, I thought that was pretty ugly. Yeah, I mean, and I can totally see it that way. It's, uh, but it's just interesting because, you know, Tedder is not a Republican or a conservative. Um, so it's, you know, I mean, I agree with that, with what you're saying. And then I'm like, did he mean that in a different way? Like, you've got, I mean... I know, it, it does sound kind of like a libertarian type thing to say. Um, yeah, I was so bummed out because I, I love the chorus of Preacher. I, I love the sentiment. I love that it's like probably the most personal song on the album. You know, the most yeah, it's autobiographical. The most personal, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, Life in Color. That's eh, okay. I like what you wanted quite a bit um i like preacher i do like light it up can't stop i you know i think it's solid i do think that the second half of the album is not as strong as the uh, first half of the album but you know that being said i don't know i i think that i might like songs that stick in your ear a little more than you do so, you know, in general, I really listen, I, I enjoy listening to this album. And, um, but, you know, I can see, I can definitely see some people not enjoying, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it's a subjective experience. So, um, Ian, on your rating scale, what are, what are you looking at for native? Yeah. So, you know, we talked about last, are you kind of, alluded in your Tom Petty thing about like definitely like reviewing a pop album as a pop album. And so I'm trying, you know, I approach this with like pop music. And like I said, like there was so much of Ryan Tedder's catalog that I thought really like struck me and was some really great pop songwriting, great choruses. Um, he's got an incredible voice range i mean this album we didn't really talk about it but it does have variety you know there's a lot of different kind of styles within the pop genre here yeah um and so you know i think there's some moments i really liked uh like i said i really wanted to get into it i like wanted to see what you were seeing um but you know i just i didn't think it's like his strongest batch of songs um, okay 
I kind of wonder if some of these were leftovers. You know, they they alluded to a couple of them being songs that they pulled from the past. So I wonder if they were songs that he'd written for other artists that they didn't take. Yeah, very well could be. Um, so you know, I th- and for me, the most successful ones were kind of the ones that strayed away a little bit from the formula, like the radio formula, the four to the floor, the tambourine, mm-hmm. and so you know, I think you were totally right last time when you said like how hard it is to write a good pop song and like Tedder's written tons of good pop songs. And I just, I don't think these are like the greatest ones that he's ever written. Okay. So like for artistry and creativity, uh, it's a two for me enjoyment. It's also a two. So it's a four out of 10 for me. Wow. That's nuts. All right. So I'm going to give it, uh, a three and a half for artistry. And then, um, for me, I'm going to give it a four and a half. Um, so I'm going to give it an eight out of 10. So I think you can see that, you know, you get both sides of the coin here. Eh, just like anything else. I also think that's nuts just for the record. <laughs> so we can both call each other nuts. That's fine. <laughs> okay. So anyways, um, you know, go out and listen to it for yourself. You've probably heard um plenty of these songs um so anyways uh next week we're going to be listening to or reviewing broken social scene what's the name of the album again Ian? you forgot it in people yes we're going north of the border to see what our canadian people. friends are up to all right well sounds good anything else you want to add today ian no um i even though I didn't rate the album highly, sure enjoyed the experience. And, you know, like part of this is just kind of like getting to know each other better. And I feel like, you know, I definitely like know more about you now. And I think that's awesome. So even though we didn't see quite eye to eye on this, uh, I love the, the sharing part of it. So, yeah. And I don't expect everybody um, to agree with how I feel. Um, you know, it'd be boring if we felt the same about everything. Uh, so anyways, living, learning, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.